Hold up, hold up. I'm sorry. You you you, you gonna intro me in? I appreciate it. Time for Menu Mondays, the wonderful Andre Blasting Game, right here on itrnradio.com. Great job, Andre. How you doing? I am doing outstanding. And to everybody out there in the podcast world, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you listen to this podcast. It's me, DRE, the Coach Day Cuisine Chef, coming at you with the recipe menu Monday on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to listen to all the great podcasts of this station, including mine, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, from Amazon to Spotify and more. Or you can listen live right now to anybody at itrnradio.com. And in addition to that, uh, we have a text number. So if you want to text in any questions, comments, concerns, 682-710-1101, 682-710-1101. And I promise <coughs> we will uh, we will respond with that. We'll talk about it on air. And if I miss it on this one, I'll get it on the next one. So thank you guys so much. I'm so happy to be here. And, um, you know, I want to tell you guys about a little little event that's going on there. They're kind of my, my, my free sponsor, you know, for today. Um, it's, it's a virtual assistant and freelancers boot camp that I'm going to be a part of. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Don't you just love my intro music? You know, my intro music is a, is, is a background for, uh, GI Joe. You know, if you, if you remember the GI Joe movie or the GI Joe cartoon, that's where we got it from. It's actually called Cobra. Actually, the song is actually called Cobra by an incredible producer, beat maker, DJ Nigel Northstar out of Rochester, New York. So I w- I'm just pleased and excited that, you know, he he would, you know, do that for me and bless me with this. So, uh, but yeah, let's get into today's show. Let's talk about today's uh, sponsor. So the free sponsor for today is um, the Virtual Assistant and Freelancer Bootcamp. Um, and, and what's great about that is that I'm one of the speakers on July 18th. I will be featured as one of the speakers. She did an interview type style to, to see how business and entrepreneurs uh, went from being, you know, solo project to having, you know, larger companies building six to seven figure incomes and being excited. So, um, the virtual assistant bootcamp said there's never been a better time to up, up level your skills, start and scale your career to a business. There's no other platform on this planet where so many people are gathered to share, comment, chat, follow, and connect with one each other like social media. No matter what the industry, people are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and more. And there's no better way to reach them, interact with them, and build lasting relationships than with being a part of this virtual boot camp. So I'm going to introduce you to a friend that I'm going to have on the show next week. Uh, uh, Sheena, she's not here today, but she will be my guest for next week. Um, I've connected with her and she has a big mission to give back to the community and has always aimed to help not only virtual assistants and freelancers, but all business owners succeed. Uh, her team grew on her Facebook page from zero to now over 14,000 without spending a dollar, a penny on ads and has helped both worlds of contractors and clients scale their business. Now, this is a 14 day virtual assistant camp. Now, it's not just for VAs. But it is geared towards VAs and freelancers. And you know what freelancers are, entrepreneurs that haven't, you know, got to that point of establishing their business, you know, fully getting it registered, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all kind of information. Now, like I said, it's 14 days, 
20 plus speakers over this 14 day span. And I've been blessed to be number two. I get to kick it off with another young lady that's going first. I get to kick it off. So make sure I actually speak on July 18th, you know, and so chime in. It's free to register. Doesn't cost you anything at all. So make sure you hop in and you register, man. And I look forward to, you know, seeing you in the chat. I will be answering the chat live uh, during that event. Uh, and you can register for free. Tell your friends, your family, anybody that wants to get into business, there's more than just virtual assistants and freelancers. So I'm excited to be partner up with them uh, um, to do this. Um, so, What is her name? Her name is Sheena. And what's the name of the event? The name of the event is the Virtual Assistant Freelancer Bootcamp. Matter of fact, I think uh, I will put, I will copy it and put it in the chat. Okay. And you guys can share it with, um, you can you can share it with anybody. Did I see that on LinkedIn? Yes, you should have seen that on LinkedIn, oh. Facebook, my IG. You know, it's one of those, it's, man, it's just an incredible event. 20 plus speakers. I mean, I, I got an opportunity to see that happen with a company called Real Success. Um, I don't know if you've heard about them, but Real Success does this pretty regularly. Well, they'll have, you know, five or six hours of top-notch speakers, and they'll do it for free. And then they'll be over, like, like five or six days of, of speakers. And we're talking about people like Les Brown, and we're talking people like, you know, uh, uh, Eric Thomas that are coming on there. You know, some of the heavy hitters in the, you know, in the speaking motivation and inspiration and also the teaching areas of you know, speaking. So when she parted, when she asked me, she's like, yeah, do you want to do this? I said, of course. 14 days wow. to go rewatch me too? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in on that. So, uh, but it is free to register. So make sure, you know, you, you pass it on to anybody that is, because most of the interviews that are on there, people started off one way and have businesses that have gone different directions. Like, uh, Sheena herself was started off as a VA, and now she does marketing and media for uh, middle to large companies, right? But she started as a virtual assistant for different people. She lives right here in San Antonio, and this is an international platform. So we're going to have speakers as far as uh, the Philippines. I believe there's a couple of them coming in from Africa. I know there's some some people from the UK. So it's a it's it, it's going to be a powerful event, and, and I'm hoping that we do it again, you know, later this year, because I, I like doing these kind of things. So I'm going to try to be on there, Andre, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it brings me to another question. There are a number of agencies that are out there that provide accelerator services and virtual assistant programs and and a number of different things. However, back, and I'll say back in the day, that's a term I'm not sure what it applies to, but in 1993, and you may have heard me talk about this before, in 1993, as a result of the riot that took place in L.A. the year prior, major corporations came together, and it was called Rebuild L.A., and their objective was to rebuild L.A., and as of this date, it has never happened. Well, there were about 25, 30 companies that got to the table and they could not all get along. And interestingly enough, one left the table, which was Avery. Avery branched out on their own and they sent word out and said, 
what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. I was one of the ones where people came to me and said, you need to reach out to Avery and go through the process. I initially said, no, fast forward. I went through the process and I was chosen to receive the million dollar award. So I was awarded a million dollar mentor protege business concept with Avery Label, also better known as Avery Dennison. And nice. I have not. I use Avery products. Yeah, most people do. Most people do because Avery is worldwide. At that time, they were a $2.6 billion company and they have grown. They've divested. They've done, they've leveled up. They've grown again. They've divested. Avery is still around. Avery's competition is IBM. And IBM also manufactured labels and Avery manufactures labels. Well, I became a label manufacturer. I was the only black woman in America to manufacture labels. And I'm probably still the only woman in America who has ever had that distinction. I don't, if I had to put money on black label manufacturing companies, I'd say there aren't any. And I don't know. I just know back then into 2000, there weren't any. And part of the reason there weren't any was because black people typically want notoriety through rap, basketball, football. Things like that usually don't happen. Entertainment. Entertainment. And manufacturing requires a great deal of capital a great deal of capital. So for one label press, for instance, we had a Webtron. For one Webtron back then, it was anywhere from a hundred to five hundred thousand. So a brand new Webtron, you're looking at a million dollars. And what black person and or company has that kind of capital? We're not talking about just money, we're talking about capital. So in order for black people to manufacture, they first have to have the capital to bring in the manufacturing equipment. And manufacturing equipment ain't cheap. It is not cheap. So manufacturing is not simply a sewing machine. So, and there's nothing wrong with a sewing machine or manufacturing clothing, but that venture taught me so many lessons. Avery provided the top-notch attorneys that put together our corporate structure, which was Latham and Watkins. I spent days and days and days and days at Latham and Watkins. They gave us their top attorneys. I had an assistant who came from Avery. Avery paid her salary and she was at my office every day. And from that moment till this, I have a great deal of dislike for her because Avery told her to watch us, tell us what they aren't doing. She was their watchdog. And they report, she reported back to Avery everything. Avery at that time wanted to run my life. So even though I learned a great deal, there was a great deal of, of, uh, stress. And I do mean high stress that I especially was under 
because I had to be at Avery. I had to sell. I had to be an administrator. I had to be a manager. Avery looked to me for everything, everything. And I was in a meeting with them. Oh God, two, three times a week for five years, for five years. I did have access. Yeah, I did have access to all of the Avery sites. I did have that. We went to the, um, what was it called? Um, we went to the label manufacturing conference here in Anaheim, which was huge. And I do mean huge. That Anaheim Convention Center is several blocks long and every ounce of that convention center was loaded with label manufacturers. Now, I don't have to tell you, we were the only black folks there. There were three of us, me, Clarence, and one other guy. There were only three black folks there, only three, only three. And that was not a mistake. That was because there are no black folks in label manufacturing. This so, is true. I don't know any. No, no, and, and you won't. You're my first. Yes. <laughs> and we were a commercial printing company. We were the second largest commercial printing company in LA County and probably in California because black folks never thought that printing was an industry that they wanted to get in. They never ever thought for one second. Everything's printed. Everything you do. Everything you do is printed. Second, you can't pick up an orange that doesn't have a label. There isn't anything on the planet that does not have a label on it. Nothing. Think about it. Back even in, people. Even people. Back in, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s, there was a law written that everything had to have a label. It had to have an ingredient label. It had to have a description. It had right. to have a barcode. It had to have a label. Every piece of fruit, every tomato, every banana, every onion, every mango, every ki uh, kiwi, every apple, every dragon fruit, every head of lettuce, collard greens, everything has a label. Do you know how much money is in labels? Countless. Trillions of dollars. That's interesting. I never, I never thought about it like that. Everything has a label on it. It does. Everything. You cannot pick up anything that doesn't have a label. There are laws on the books that say everything has to be labeled. And when we started, when the people from the city came to me and said, you need to do this, I told them, no, my husband and I, all we want to do is print. We want to print. We want to print. And then one Saturday, a very good friend of ours was down at the shop with Clarence, Jackie DuPont Walker. He calls me and says, Jackie's here. She said, you need to do this. And I said, I don't want to do that. Jackie said, you need to do it. I said, okay. Monday morning, I went back to my office. I spent the entire day refining our profile package, put it together by Tuesday at 445. I was there at Avery dropping off the package. And a week later, I got a call. I got the call to go back. I had nine interviews. 
So my point to all of this, Andre, is that things are done so differently that during the pandemic, when Beyonce said, apply for this money, she gave people $5,000, which to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, $5,000 is an insult to a businessman. Five thousand. Sure, I could use $5,000 today, but I'd be pissed off because I wouldn't know where to put it. I could use $10,000 today. Same thing. I'd be pissed off because I can make that on my own. Talk about real money. And someone made the point the other day that capital is very different from money. Money is not capital and capital is not money. And if you don't know the difference between the two, learn. And there's a huge distinction between money and capital. There are people that think that a million dollars is a lot of money. Mm, Yeah, well, no. I beg to differ. Okay. Yes, I could use a million dollars today. Oh my God. And again, I'd have to think, hmm, what do I do with it? Where's it going to go first? What do I need to put it in? Oh my God. How do I make more? Oh Lord, this is a little bit of money and I got a whole lot to do. I could use a million dollars, but I know the difference between capital and money. There's a difference. There's a very distinct difference. So we could all use a million dollars, but do you know what to do with it? That's the question. Do you know what to do with it? Do you know how to turn that one into two? Do you know how to turn that two into four? Do you know how to turn four into five? And so on and so on and so on. That's the biggest question. So today, when people apply for these grants and these loans, at $5,000, I always ask, what are you doing? Are you setting them up to fail? Because some people, you give them $5,000, they think they've won the world and it's gone tomorrow night. So when we have these accelerator programs, are they doing what they're supposed to do? And I feel very fortunate that I was awarded a million dollar business concept and that million dollars came in the form of tangibles and dollars. So it allowed us to level up. We were, they wanted us to drop our name, your type, which was extremely unique. We had big red lips and 99% of the people around the country thought the red lips were mine, but they weren't. They were my husband's. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. He came up with that idea. So what he came up with was genius. It was, it was nothing more, nothing less than genius. And I want you to know it worked. It worked because we did work for everybody. I went around the country selling our label manufacturing and our printing capabilities. And people don't do that nowadays. People don't have that one on one. I've had more one-on-ones in other parts of the country than I've had with my family because it required that. So, and it's not simply what you think you know. It's what they know you know. That's what's important. And we were unique. I was out selling printing and it wasn't just a little bit of printing. It was a lot of printing. It was upscale printing. We we could compete with the big boys. And when I was told that we were mediocre, 
I tell the story all the time. I'm not going to do it today. But it's important for people to know who they are, what they're doing, where they're going, why they're going. And accelerator programs, I haven't been in one yet, but I was on a town hall with Black Enterprise. And Black Enterprise uh, <coughs> excuse me, got a call from me when I told them that I'd been awarded the million-dollar business project. They said they don't do anything on the West Coast. Essence told me they don't do anything on the West Coast because the West Coast is, eh, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's just, man, not too many Black folks on the West Coast are doing much. They had nothing nice to say about the West Coast and West Coast Black folks. They did not do a story on them. They did not. And they were not kidding. And the same thing applies today. I met Butch Graves. I met his father. And when I told his father that I was interested in having a detailed detailed conversation with him, he blew me off and brushed me off. And I'll never forget it. And when I met his son, Butch, I told him, I just met your dad. And he just kind of blew me off. He says, well, you know, my dad is kind of, yeah. And his father blew me off, told me he didn't need any printing. I'm a printer. I make, I have a magazine. I do my own print. I don't need printing. What do I need to talk to you for? And I said, wow, okay. And I turned my back and walk away. And I met his son, Butch. And uh, when we were on the town hall two weeks ago, a week ago, I said, I've met Butch before. And it was not pleasant with the father. And they all said, yeah, well, Earl Graves was kind of, uh, yeah. And he was. And he was. And he made no bones about it. But it always comes back. And Butch has a new way of, of putting Black Enterprise out there. Black Enterprise is the oldest, longest-running Black magazine that there is. There's nothing out there besides Black Enterprise. And he knows that. And the people that he brought to this town hall the other day, there were four of them. And we still don't know how well it was received, but I was on that town hall. And we need to do more to engage people. And I really hope and pray that the event that you are referencing, I hope it's that event that brings people together. That's my prayer. Because, again, as we talk about in many of our conversations on this broadcast, we are not only losing, we're not even thought of anymore. And if we don't take care of this ourselves, we're in bigger trouble than we know. We're in, big trouble. We're in very big trouble. So I'm not on as many accelerator boot camps or things like that as I'd like to be. And one of the things that I find is that even though I'm 70, most people think I'm in my 50s. That's still too old to be involved in these accelerator programs. And that should change. That should change. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, people, I I, I learned a long time ago that you can learn from anybody. And the people that don't participate in programs like this, especially for free, you know, especially if you think about how, how much some of us are worth, 
that's giving out this free information. I don't know why people don't at least take the time to hear something they may not have known or something new to learn, right? And <clears throat> you know, one of the one of the the, the, the great things about this is that um, even though even though it's it's kind of specific when it comes to virtual assistants, but you know, freelancers freelancers are just entrepreneurs that hadn't made their businesses official, right? That's all a freelancer is. And you brought up a great point about, you know, getting these grants and getting this money and not knowing where it it, it goes. The internet now is to the point where you can learn it and not have to go to class if you don't want to. At least learn enough where you can, you know, kind of fail, but not completely fail, right? Because failing is a part of the process to success. Nobody, Nobody eludes it. Even somebody that's gifted a lot of money to start a business, you know, you're still going to go through those trials of, of, of failure in building it, no matter how long it takes you to build. But there's so much free information out there that when people give me the excuse of I can't do it, I don't know how to do it, I just tell them, you know, YouTube it, Google it. I mean, you know... When I was young, you had to go to the library and get an encyclopedia. You had to talk to somebody that was older that had done what you wanted to do. It was a different grind, even that for musicians. You know, they talk about having these bad contracts with these big labels. I'm like, man, did you read about doing distribution? You know, did you read about, you know, Master P and how he, you know, invested $20,000 in the same loyal Michael Jackson had so you can understand uh, you know, that if they're going to offer you a million, that means you're worth 10 million, right? So, you know, people just need to take that time and you're never too old. There, There is no, there is no time stamp on you. You're only too old when you die, right? I mean, I saw a story the other day where it was a 101 year old man that wanted to run a hundred meter dash and he got into this senior track meet and, you know, he came in last, but he was 101 and was running probably running faster than some of the people that are 30, 40 years younger than him, right? Because he believed and he got out there and took action, you know, got him a trainer, got somebody that knew what they were doing to really help him out. And for him, it was an accomplishment. I was like, man, this guy's 101. And, and I mean, he's running, you know, he's running like a five-year-old, right? You know how five-year-olds seem like their legs is moving really fast, but they're not going anywhere, but they're still moving forward quickly. That that was that man, and that was an inspiration for me because I was like, you know what? Never give up. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you think you know everything. There's always more to know. This world is too vast, right? And with this this, this workshop, this boot camp that we're doing, you know, it's it's for over 14 days, starting July 17th, and there's 20 plus speakers that we all have different backgrounds. We all have different upbringing. You know, we, we, we have people that, you know, grew up penniless and poor. We have some people that grew up with plenty of money, but their parents didn't want to share it with them. You know, we've got people that got inheritances, but they took that and capitalized on it. It was their fuel, not a crutch, right? And so people have got to get to that point of understanding that there's always something new to learn, always something better to grow, you know, like, for instance, you know, with my nonprofit, SOAR, SOAR Hospitality out in New Jersey, we're starting a new program coming July 12th. It's our hospitality and travel program. And so I have uh, myself and three other teachers are going to be hosting a four-week free 
free uh, overview training of the hospitality and travel industry. And, um, you know, I've got one that's here, two that's here from Texas, and I got one that's from Kentucky, and then I've got, you know, myself, and we're going to be giving free education to the youth, ninth and 10th, ninth through 12th graders on how to get into the hospitality industry, understanding what service is. Um, we already have a boot camp for our kids that's called the uh, Business and Entrepreneurship that um, is 16 weeks total, no, wait a minute, four, six, 12 weeks total. Other day getting it's a two part series. And so it, I know if we're providing this free information for the youth, there's plenty of free information for us able bodied that really have the opportunity to know by now to get out there and learn these things. Right. And, you know, you, you got a very, very powerful story and you learned, you know, a powerful lesson in growing in business. Right. Capital. You know, there's there's three things that I teach people when it comes to money. Cash flow, capital, and credit. That is usually the three biggest and strongest things that you need in anything in business. And if you don't have one, you better have enough of the other to supplement until you get them all balanced out because they are different. You know, capital is almost like uh, what they would say in investing would be liquid money. It's money that's not assigned to anything. Money that you can use for other things, other projects, other investing, right? Cash flow is what your business is bringing in on a monthly basis after all the bills is paid. They call it profit when you're looking at the P&L statement. Whatever you get in on a monthly, that's cash flow. And then, of course, you know, credit Credit opens up a whole new doorway for you in the beginning um, as, as an entrepreneur. So it's important to have your 700s in the beginning. You know, I learned from the very wealthy that, you know, once you once you get up into the, you know, nine and ten, you know, figure dollar amount, they care less about credit, <laughs> you know, that's why you get those black cards and get extended all those unlimited credit balances because they, for the most part, they know you can pay as long as you don't go bankrupt, right? And so simple stuff like that is out there for the education of the people, right? You know, everybody knows, everybody knows Sogan, you know, health and wealth is the future of my people and who are my people? That's you, but you've got to research it. You've got to take the time to learn it. Even if you're not a person that wants to listen to videos, right? Find find a mentor. Find somebody that has done what you've already done. Oh, I'm sorry. Find somebody that has done what you all what you want to do, and ask them to be your mentor. If they won't be your mentor, just ask them for 15 minutes at a time. Buy them a cup of coffee. Take them out to a nice dinner, you know, and learn. You know, I'm I'm hoping that you know some of the guys that are on my list, like. You know, like 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 Shaq and Robert Smith and a couple other guys, you know, uh, return my emails, you know, so I could take them out for a nice dinner. So I can right, just fuck that right. brain on how, on, on, on how I can, you know, uh, uh, attain what they've done. Because, you know, like with Robert Smith's story, he was an employee for almost 20 years. You know, then he figured out the game and now he's, you know, worth 11 billion dollars. Yep, Shaq played him. in the that's league. Right you know, 15 plus years, bunch of championships, you know, made million dollars every year. And once he quit, he was worth still $200 million without the basketball money, right? He didn't go get a Jordan shoe. He put his shoe in Walmart, right? Now Jordan charges a hundred dollars for his shoe and, 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 and Shaq charged $25 for his shoe, but Shaq still worth half a billion dollars. I mean, would you take half a billion dollars for a cheaper shoe? I certainly would. <laughs> you know, to put it in the biggest in, in, in one of the biggest retailers on the planet. It didn't have the access to do it on Amazon. It's just that people really have to get out of that that mindset of, you know, 
I'm unable to do it. I don't have the knowledge to do it. We're offering you free knowledge, you know, to be able yeah. to accomplish this, right? But hey, and Colette, before you do uh, uh, do this, I got to take a quick break uh, uh, here one second. I got an announcement to make, and then we'll come back to your comment. This is show 50. Oh, I got into her story before I could before I could actually make the announcement. This is the one year anniversary of the wow. I am extremely excited. I am excited. This is Very show good. 50. And I actually started this show on 4th of July last year. Wow. On the Monday wow. last year, I think it was July 3rd last year, July 5th. It was. You're right, Andre. You're right. It was July 3rd. Yep. And so we, we are officially at one year with Intentional Talk Radio Network. I, I, I had to make sure I plugged that in there when we got too far into the conversation because I'm excited to still be here working with some fabulous people, you know, and, and just to watch the, the, the network grow, to watch this show grow. And, um, 2022 is about to be a breakout year, not only for this show, but every podcaster that is on this network. It's going to be phenomenal. 90 days is, is you are going to see an incredibly big boost and change in, in everything that's going to be around us, even with depending, uh, 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 problematic issues of finances and the world's wealth at this current time. But all right, Colette, back to your point. Well, I am so happy for you. I am excited. That is absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for letting us know that. And thank you for being a part of Intentional Talk Radio Network for 50 shows one year. That's absolutely fabulous. That is wonderful. I'm excited. And I'm excited for where you're going and all the things that you're doing. I think that's absolutely outstanding. I can't tell you and say it enough. Thank you so much. That is great. That is great. We've got to celebrate. But so yeah, next point, year I'm gonna look to I'm gonna look to 150 shows. We're gonna see if we can do this three times a week. Oh yeah, we are. That's <laughs> absolutely fabulous. That is absolutely fabulous. So my point is I'm gonna be I'm going to do everything I can to get on this boot camp. And when is it? Say that again. It starts July 17th and goes until the 31st. Now, for my particular piece, is going to be July 18th. Um, I'll find out the time because I, do, I, I don't remember off the top of my head because uh, some of the people are international. So I want to say it's like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Central. But don't quote me on that. I need to go back and look at the email again uh, for it. But, um, but yeah, I will, I will definitely send that to you. That's when I'm on the 18th, but it starts July 17th. And once you register for free, you'll have access to all 30, all 20 plus speakers. And I believe you get access to the recording as well. So if you miss like the couple of ones that are overseas that are, that may be coming on at like 11 o'clock at night because it's, you know, cause it's 10 a.m. for them, uh, overseas, you'll have access to go back and watch those replays. Okay. Okay, great. Well, the other thing is, I'm glad you mentioned people who desire to own a business or they are in the process of working their business. There's so many things that they have to know. One of my girls, she wants to be a business owner and she says she's ready to be a business owner. My fear is that she's not. And, and the, the fear also is that 
she won't heed the information. There's a lot of information. It's not simply the desire to be a business owner, but do you really have what it takes? I personally don't think that I personally and professionally do not think that everybody is capable or has the ability to be a business owner. It's not simply they desire, but is it in your blood? Is it in your DNA? That's when it becomes very, very, very important. And you'll know if it's in your DNA, you'll know if it's in your blood. Because being a business owner doesn't mean you get to come and go as you please. Being a business owner does not mean you take a lunch break, a dinner break, a breakfast break. You get to go where you want to go, do what you want to do. Being a business owner is not about the fact that you have a business card and it says president. Being a business owner does not mean you get to boss people around, tell them what to do, when to do, where to do it, why to do it. That's not what a business owner means. And if someone thinks that those are the qualifications, those are not the qualifications. You may as well keep your day job. Because as I said, it must be in the blood. It's got to be in your DNA. It's got yeah, to you be gotta want it. You know, you gotta believe that 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 it's possible. And that's what happens with a lot of people. They don't believe it's possible. But you know, again, a lot of that comes comes down to systematic teaching as well. You know, be, um, it has to be something that and as I said, I know that one, I'm a better wife than I am single woman. I'm not a good single woman. I'm a better <laughs> business woman than employee. I'm not a good employee. Not at all. No, nope, I'm unemployable. Yeah. I, I yeah, do. I'm yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just not. I, I can run it. I just can't do your job. I just I'm not a good employee. And I know that. And I've worked for LA Unified for several years, but I know I'm not a good employee. The division that I'm in now, they don't want me to go anywhere. They do not want me to go anywhere. I'm much better by myself. I'm much better at running a business. I'm not a good employee. Not at all. And people need to know themselves before they do anything. They need to know themselves, especially running a business when you put everything on the line. And everything is on the line as a yep. business owner. Everything is on the line. You and your family are on the line. You don't do it by yourself. It's never by yourself. You may no. think it is, but it is. There hadn't been a great company out there that I know of that wasn't that wasn't built on the backs of of, of, of teamwork. That's right. I, I I don't know anybody. There are you know, even. Even when you think about sports and you think about people like golfers and tennis players and people that do single sports, I mean, they've got coaches and family around them and other people that, you know, do the, the, the workouts and coaches and trainers. And, you know, you only see them, you know, with a ball girl, a ball boy, you know, like in, in, in tennis, because Wimbledon is, is happening. You know, you might only see that, but in the background, you don't see those 20 people that help them get there. Thank you. And you know what? Look at, since you mentioned tennis, Look at uh, King Richard, okay? King Richard took many ass whipping to make sure that his daughters got where they needed to go. 
Okay. Yeah. So it oh, he caught a lot of flack for it too. Yes, he did. And and remember the wife. Remember their mother. Remember the woman that portrayed the mother of those girls. Okay. So they have a whole lot. None of that was done alone. And for those people that think that it's a solo opposition, a solo position, that's called ignorance. That's called ignorance. Okay. That's called ignorant with a T and ignorance with a C E. Okay. Right. Ain't nothing on this planet done alone. It is not a solo act. So God didn't design it that way. <laughs> God did not design it that way. You can take that one to the whole big bang. Okay. God did not design I it. I mean, God can create everything and he still brought somebody to form a team. I just want people to put that in perspective. They don't think like that. Like God is the author and finisher of everything, right? No matter what God you serve, however you believe, who's up in heaven, who's on high, nobody on this planet is smart enough to make a bear. I was watching some some animal shows the other day. I was like, nobody's smart enough to the colors that are on some of these insects and the colors that are on some of these plants. We don't have that brain capacity. It's something higher than us. And no matter what it is you believe, he even created teamwork. He started with two. So who created the mountains? He created all these people. Who created the mountains, Andre? It definitely wasn't nobody human. So who created Mark. the sun and the moon, Andre? We we have that, no that big ocean out there, Andre. No, nah, it definitely wasn't us. So we where don't, we, do, don't, we don't we don't have the manpower to do that. So where did people get this idea that it all evolved. It all came from a monkey. It all came from a molecule. It or all a star came... that exploded. Yeah, a star that exploded. Where did that star explode come from? Where did the star come from? The star itself. Right. Where did that you know come what? from? You know the Big Bang theory. You know, I get it. I get how they think. I, I, I understand. I'm not. I'm not knocking that. Okay. If that's your, if that's your belief, that's your belief. Well, tell me where the star came from that blew up. Uh, correction, it wasn't a star, it was an atom, but I get the point. So, thank you, Kiana, for the correction. I always considered it to be a star, an atom. So where'd the atom come from? I have a couple of links to um, um, people who are interested in having uh, maybe some in-depth, detailed coaching on in any form of business, um, whether it's creating a business of their own or specific types of businesses within specific industries. Um, it's a, it's a quick Google search for anybody, but since you guys are talking about business, there are a lot of coaches and, um, businesses themselves that offer coaching. They offer coaching for, um, like, uh, black girls code, um, sister biz. That's another one. That's, that's more abstract business coaching, Whereas um, Black Girls Code is a business that teaches you how to code. Um, so there's there's a lot of different um, places that a person can go to to learn specific types of skills, um, whether they work for themselves or for someone else. But in terms of um, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship doesn't always look like somebody who's at the helm of an operation. It could be the person, the brains behind the operation. It takes a certain entrepreneurial right. mind to also be the singular. Absolutely. Just singular, but just the it person, does take an entrepreneurial mind. The person yes, who's the does. driver of the operation. So just thought I'd throw that out there. There are some um, resources available for anyone interested in learning.
it does yeah. take an entrepreneurial mind. And I think that I got my entre- entrepreneurial mind from my parents. My father was an entrepreneur and my mother was an entrepreneur from time to time. So I believe I got mine from DNA. My parents were entrepreneurial as long as I can remember, especially my father, especially my father. Well, actually both of them at the same level, but my father put it all into action. So did my mother. She was part of the movement. She began the canning. She began bringing in the, the, the village. My mother was, when it takes a village, my mother was the epitome of the village. So I got it. I got it rightfully. It's in my DNA. It's in my DNA. There are people who think they can do it and don't realize until everything becomes dust that they can't. Because if it is not in the DNA, if it's not something that you are born with and you have, you develop the acumen and you're willing to learn more because you never stop learning. Successful business owners never stop learning. Never, ever. People should never stop learning whether they own a business or not. So learning should be every day. It should be every day, 24-7. So what we have to do, what Black folks need to do, is commit to learning. Because that's the one thing that isn't painful. And that's the one thing that will never escape you. That's the one thing that you will keep if you live to be 121 and a half. Nobody can ever take that away from you. So learning, like the man 101 years old, he learned a lot. And he was still learning. Prayerfully, he's still awake and he can still learn. There's never yeah, a time he can't. Learned that he was learning that, it, that, that he couldn't stop. Right. <laughs> you know, he learned that he it, couldn't it, stop it, learning. It never stops. You never stop. It never stops. Right. It never stops. No. So those it, it only stops when you die. Then you go on to the next learning experience. That's right. And that's the one thing that can never be taken away from you. And when my kids were kids, when they were young, I told them all the time, the things, one thing that can't be taken away from you is who you are and who you will become. Nobody, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, it doesn't matter where you are on the planet. They can never take it away from you. Never, ever, never. They'll never take that away from you. They can take your money. They can take your car, your home, your clothing, all your your material goods, your worldly possessions. But what you have up in that brain, they can never take that away from you. Never. Never. Focus on learning. Focus on learning. It will stay with you forever. And you will never have to worry about where you can go or what you can do. Focus on learning. So, yeah, cause I mean, that's where you get the, that, I mean, that's where you get the skills to advance. You know, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you work a job, you know, I tell my, my people that I coach and Kian, I'm a, I'm a, a, a life coach as well. I teach people how to be balanced. You know, I tell them, I said, there's no such thing as work life balance. I said, the person that's out of balance is you. Work is always going to be there, right? If you put more presidents over work and said, you're out of balance, not the work, it's still going to be there whether you're an entrepreneur or you work a job. But I tell my people that work a job, they complain about, you know, only getting 1% to 2% raise or, you know, a raise. I said, well, you're doing the same job that you did last year. How much better have you become? I want you to get in that mindset. Are you worth that raise? 
You know, you're doing the same job that they probably could pay somebody ten to twenty thousand dollars less to do it and save the company money, but they're keeping you and they're advancing you. But how are you advancing in your career? How are you getting more information to be worth more than a five percent raise, more than a ten percent raise? Why aren't you, you know, being in the company ten, fifteen, twenty years and you're still, you know, mid level management? Why haven't you moved up into the VP status? Right. Why haven't you got offers from other companies? Because they see that you're working at that. Because you're not learning more. You're coming in and doing the job that you were trained to do to the best of your ability. And if you're comfortable with that, no problem. Just be happy and not complain about the pay that you're getting. Because if you want more, you got to be more. If you want more, you got to be more. And it takes a level of learning to go up to the next level. You've got to be learned. Right. As as uh, uh, one of my, my one of my people that I that I listened to, Earl Nightingale, he said, you want to be learned. <laughs> I always think it's funny when he says that, because, you know, he was speaking in the, you know, in the in the, in the 40s and 50s, you know, but he said, learned. He said, you want to be learned be learned <laughs> and I always laugh because I'm just like, you know what, this is a very successful, wealthy man. And because he, he didn't have all the, you know, the. The correct grammar didn't make him any less intelligent in what he's doing, right? That's you. That's you that's listening to this. You know, if you have a job and you don't aspire to be an entrepreneur, that's okay. You don't have to necessarily be an entrepreneur to be successful, but you've got to be better at what you do every year. You've got to get better every day because your story is going to impact somebody else's life to get that same success that you currently have. See, we don't do this just for ourselves. It's not about just doing it for the money. So you do it for the future. You do it for continuing on for the next generation, right? We work jobs, you know, and, and we start businesses with the thought of, you know, making money. I want to be independent. But, you know, truth of the matter is, you know, when you first become a business owner, if you haven't got a team of 100, you know, you went from working a nine to five to working a midnight to, to, to noon, Right. I mean, that's just, a, you know, midnight to midnight, you know, um, there's a funny little little video going around that says, you know, uh, I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to quit my nine to five and work for myself because I didn't want to work for anybody. Now I work 24 hours a day. Thank I was you. Like, yeah, okay. There you go. That's it's what I'm talking about. Yes, you know, it, that's a grind. And until you can build a team that has the areas of expertise that you do not have, you know, in building, then that's going to be your life until you get better and learn more. Until you take that time to invest in yourself. And a lot of people are like, you know, why do I need a life coach or why do I need a business coach or why do I need any of that? I said, they're no different than having a mentor because a lot of times we have tunnel vision. A lot of times we can't see beyond the wall that's in front of our face. Right. And some people want to climb over the wall. Some people want to take a ladder up to the wall. I'm one of those people that run through the wall. Right. Because there is no barrier for you. And you have to have that mindset of thinking and doing it and be disciplined enough to say, you know what, I don't know everything. I need more help and find somebody to help you. A lot of times business owners have too much pride. Right. They get so attached to their business. You know, their business becomes a spouse or becomes a child. Like you can't, like, like you can't get rid of it. Right. Like, like it's never going to go anywhere. Like, oh no, I'm always going to be this because I have to run it this way. No, you don't. No, you don't. You build a team that could run it for you and be able to separate yourself because their bonus in, in, in life is going to be them seeing you 
step away into other platforms and building other things because now you set a precedence to give them a an objective to obtain it's like oh my god he started this business you know 13 years ago and here it is 13 years later he's about to start two more businesses you know he's traveling and he's speaking to all these different people and being on these different platforms i know i've been an employee of his for five years but man i'd like to do that how do i get up to that well ask him See, people are so afraid to ask for help because of their pride. Mm-hmm. And we all know it comes before the fall. Now, there's a difference between being proud and prideful. Right. right? You know, you can be proud of your accomplishments. You can be proud of the awards you win. You can be proud of your job. Absolutely. You can be proud of your business. But when it becomes to the point of you are prideful, you know, where you have put yourself above things and not giving the correct thanking or the correct homage to help you pave that way, that's when you get to that point of, I don't need help. I don't need more help. You know, I I just got finished reading, you know, a book. And um, in that book, it was called Relentless. And in that book, he was the... The uh, uh, Tom was the coach, not the coach. He was the the yeah, he was the coach. He was the coach mentor for Michael Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade. And even though it was a sports book, most people don't think about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade having a not only a physical coach, you know, that works on their physical body, but a coach that gave them that relentless mindset to win the championships they have. So for my people that are listening, those are names that most people know. Dwayne Wade for winning championships, Kobe for winning championships, Michael Jordan for winning championships. They had coaches that led them to their greatness. They had coaches that now I'm not talking about the basketball coach that they had that was running the team. I'm talking about coaches in their own personal life that you don't see. The coaches in their personal life that you don't know about that was pushing them to a mental level of being relentless and unstoppable. And many people won't lower pride. themselves, lower their pride to take in somebody like that or to right. ask a person right. like that to their repertoire. Yeah. Now, I'm good by myself. Now, I'm good with what I'm doing. Because it takes, they feel that it takes away from them. They don't have the confidence to allow someone to come in. I know quite a few people like that. They don't have the confidence that won't, that allows them to say, let me step back. And let me allow somebody else to do this. I know, in fact, I know doctors who are like that. I know other business owners who feel like I can do it by myself. I can do this. I don't need this. I don't need that. Let me do it. Let me do it. And they set themselves up to fail. They set themselves up to fail. Because you. this is not Uranus. You're not by yourself. Stop thinking that this is a soul planet and you're the one running it. Uh, no, that ain't how it works. That's just not how it works. And if you don't have someone that you rely on, someone that you work with as a team, someone who can be there, then, you know, things are just not going to gonna work the way that you want them to, the way that they should work. Because success, as a matter of fact, there's an article right now in black enterprise don't look at him and think that he is a success 
You may look at him and think that he is a success, but that's not what determines success. And I, when someone talked to me about it, and I did workshops talking about success, the Urban League always invited me to be on panels to talk about success and being a woman and successful. I never started out with, well, I've done this and I've done that. And I always started out by saying, my success is not determined by what we do at your type or Metro Reproductions or Label Express. My success was determined by what my family does, what my kids do, how successful they are. That's when my success can really be gauged. It ain't about what I do here. It's about what I do in the circle of things. That's how you gauge success. I thought I would also um, add to the conversation by saying, um, in terms of business, business is great since we now in this westernized industrial age have something called a business, this very abstract operation that we use to fund our ability to eat, have shelter, clothing, and all of those sorts of things. But I can't help but to try to amplify the need for life skills. That being, um, we're going to need, I think, along with having the ability to operate abstract businesses, I think we also need the ability to operate real life um, circumstances. That is to say, we should know, we should relearn how to make our own clothing. We should relearn how to um, how, how, to, how to grow our food, how to hunt for food if we choose to consume um, flesh. Uh, we should also know how to, to create fire, uh, how to access water, how to clean water. Um, we should learn how to uh, we should learn how to do the very things that we rely on General Electric to do for us. We rely on the water companies to do for us. We rely on clothing companies to do for us. We really shouldn't relegate those very necessary survival skills. We shouldn't relegate them to the forever changing abstract concepts of business. I think we need to, along with business, also learn the basic things that uh, our environment, our natural world gives us that we need, we need to relearn how to do those. Those are not things. Um, it's a very new thing, um, for humans to not know how to do those things. That is incredibly new. Every single living thing knows how to live on this planet, um, and doesn't relegate those basic survival skills to a single person or entity. Those are things that we have to relearn, I think, alongside knowing how to operate in business since, you know, in the industrial era that we're living in. It's important to know how to do both. So I thought I would just add that in there, knowing one's environment and how to use the environment to survive. Because at the end of the day, quite honestly, you can't eat paper money. You can't wear it. You can't live in it. It's not going to shelter you from the rain or the freezing cold or too hot or it's not going to do any of those things whether it's in paper form metal meaning coins or if it's in digital form none of those can you eat drink sleep under or in or any of that so i think it's really important to relearn those skills and you're absolutely right because we, we've become a society of convenience 
society of convenience. And we do need to still have those, those past skills to be able to plant our own crops and build our own houses and, you know, not just always look to pay, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody to do it, you know, because I, I think about, you know, all those post-apocalyptic movies, you know, they come out where people have to start completely over, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know, how people just don't know how to function, you know, in that capacity. It's like going camping, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's like, we've got to be able to gather wood, start a fire and, and be able to cultivate, but, but we are at the end of the show. It's been another powerful one. I'm, 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 I'm excited about, you know, this great. Thank you for tuning in for show 50, one year anniversary. You know, uh, shout out to Kiana, shout out to Yolanda and the whole ITRN radio network. This has been Chef Dre Blast coming at you with the recipe menu Monday. I thank you so much. I will see you next week and make sure you keep learning. Love you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Andre. And as Andre said, this is the Intentional Talk Radio Network, and we are so blessed to have Andre Blasting Game with us on Menu Mondays, each and every Monday. And this celebrates the 50th show, the one-year anniversary that Andre has been with us. And we are so pleased and so blessed to have him with us right here on ITRNRadio.com. And folks, don't forget, we've got others who are celebrating those significant milestones in there with their tenure here on the Intentional Talk Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. And let's let's uh let's say this side note. We are fast approaching 8 years for ITRN. 8 years. So you want to join us. You want to join the movement right here at itrnradio.com. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend as Kenny Hendricks says, stick and stay, don't go away. We've got a lot to offer. This is where we talk to you for you with you and about you and it is all good and we do bring you news and news that you can use so come on back we've got a great show at the five o'clock hour here on the pacific coast with mindful mondays so come on back folks yes on the fourth of july we are still disseminating that information we're bringing you news and news that you can use take the ride with us so come on back at five o'clock six o'clock dr goblin or k with in your own words we will see you then folks be safe be kind to one another stay home i don't care if it is the 4th of july stay home don't do nothing stay yourself to home don't go nowhere don't spend no money stop the doggone firecrackers fireworks it's dangerous stay home and stay away from covid have a good evening everyone Take care. We'll talk with you soon. Great day.